0: Just
1: Let me know when you're ready
0: for me to pull. Well, set an attention over it and then just right. shuffle it or cut it however you'd like and just pull a card.
1: So for those who don't know, we just pulled the mind card from a tarot deck.
0: Ah, there it is. Page of clouds.
1: Microphone check up.
0: So the commentary on the card says, this is what happens when we forget that the mind is meant to be a servant and start to allow it to run our lives. And this card is so fucking... I, Already. Like, you see all... there's. So this card has, like, the mouth in the middle and then just all kinds of shit making up the inside of the head. And it's just... I, I don't know what's going on there. So, I mean, it's just a lot. The head is filled with mechanisms the mouth is ranting and raving and the whole surrounding atmosphere is being polluted by this factory of arguments and opinions. Yeah, they're parts of factories. But wait, you say, the mind is what makes us human. It's the source of all progress, all great truth. If you believe that, try and experiment. Go into your room, shut the door, turn on a tape recorder, and give yourself total permission to say whatever is, quote, on your mind. If you really allow it to all come out without any censorship or editing, You'll be amazed at the amount of rubbish that comes spewing <laughs> forth. The page of clouds is telling you that someday somewhere is stuck in a head trip. That somebody somewhere is stuck in a head trip. Take a look and make sure it isn't you. Well, that's a read.
1: Well, tell me about <laughs> it, man. Holy crap.
0: And then it also has like that stuff there, too. But damn, what a way.
1: I know. What a, I mean, that's right online, though, with uh, with a lot of what I'm talking about. This is the situation of your head. I see cycle handles and pedals, strange things that you have gathered from everywhere. Such a small head and no space to live in. And the rubbish goes on moving in your head. I love it. I love it. I love it because it's the concept of, it's this concept of, regardless of what you feel, spiritually or emotionally, your brain is still constantly processing information. You know what I mean?
0: And fucking jabbering.
1: Right. And, And affecting you. You know what I mean? Even when you don't want it to. And... Uh, I think it plays with this concept of like using your mind intentionally. You know what I mean? Like uh, I think the opening part what would, would it say this is what happens when you forget that the mind is meant to be a servant.
0: servant. Yeah. Osho has a book that I read a few years ago. It's on um, Kindle and the name of the book was Mind. I think Beautiful Servant, Terrible Master. And that's what he talked about. And that was just Wow and when you think about like until you actually start slowing your little monkey mind the fuck down mm. like you don't actually even realize that you should be using it to serve you because everything that we're taught and told talks about the mind as like this supreme like 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 it's more supreme than humans.
1: Mm. Yeah, like the, it like I agree it's like and, and because of that, we, we a lot of times we just let whatever is in our mind be the truth, you know what I mean, and forget that, like, yo, we have our own biases, we have our own perspectives, we have our own thing that skews literally everything that comes into it, you know what I mean, It's so, all even the way we intake it, um, but I think it, it, it even speaks to addictions, you know, like our mind is what drives addictions, it's not you know, I mean, uh, it's the, the need, the chemical reactions and stuff like that. It's not really our spirits and our souls. Our spirits and our souls are looking for something, which may be what begins the journey to addiction, right? Because you're looking to feel something um, that, that you're not able to do um, physically in your world, or you haven't realized that you need to do whatever that may be. And then once you start, getting into that cycle your mind takes over now and now your mind's like well i know what to do for your spirit and your soul every single time we can you know do this thing that you love to do so much and and, you know and again it's only temporary relief because your mind is constantly moving constantly doing the next thing but your spirit is the one that's like dang man this is (laughs) this is like this is not what i want even though i feel sedated for a moment you know um
0: And you just let your mind run you, not realizing that you have an incredible amount of power over what you feed your mind, Mm -hmm. and that your mind is housed in your body. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. We talk about the mind like it's separate from the body, when it's just, the one we're speaking of is the brain, but you have multiple brains in the body. You have one in your gut, and you feed that too, Mm -hmm. but we don't listen to just like, when we're hungry or not hungry and then go off of what that's telling us. But for some reason, we put so much importance on the head brain, call that the mind, and let that run amok as if we have, as if we've just relinquished all of our fucking sanity to it, basically, yep. or responsibility. But, like, we're still responsible for that, too.
1: Yeah. And and the people who don't have control over their mind leave themselves open and susceptible to other people controlling their mind.
0: I'm yeah. not so sure that we always have to have control over it. I think mm. it's this fucking battle for control that causes so many problems. So many of us need to actually just go out of our minds. And I'm speaking Ooh. as somebody that's legit insane. I say I'm insane. <laughs> the rest of y'all are just crazy. I know I'm insane. Right. <laughs> and that feeling of losing your mind, whether it is going when you're going through an episode, manic episode, depressive episode, or you're using substances like... I think part of the reason that before we got to this place that like our fucking species use these substances may have been like actually empty your mind Mm -hmm. every so often so that you didn't keep letting shit build up in it Mm -hmm. like we do now. And then you just involuntarily lose your mind. And then no matter how much control you try to do, you're really out of control then. And your attempts to control your mind are just actually going to backfire on Mm you. Yeah. Wow, huh, that's a hell of a way to open. I
1: know, I like it a lot. That's thanks for being here, Dennis. No, nah, man, thanks for uh, having me be a part of this uh, and just being able to hear me. It's it's nice to be able to... The reason I like doing this, I want to do this podcast with you is because, one, you're open enough to l- allow me to explore my own shit. Because I do, I, I'm, a, I'm the type of person who like, processes as they talk out loud you know what i mean and so sometimes that's good right because i'm like having epiphanies as i'm saying something but sometimes it's not so good because i'm like going way off course and so you're somebody who could be like okay you know what i mean i like that you're getting free this may not be the right way to go there's some things here that we gotta uh, work through but you know what i mean and uh but so it's just good to be here and, and just i'm excited to talk about whatever comes comes up man and you know what i mean
0: talk that shit
1: talk that shit yeah man that's what it's about i'm a poet i could talk a lot about a lot of things so (laughs) well
0: where do you usually talk that shit dennis tell us about yourself uh
1: the most shit that i talk is definitely on the stage Uh, i'm a poet performer spoken word artist one of the greatest gifts that i was uh blessed to have was the ability to articulate all those crazy wild thoughts in my mind into a coherent you know what i mean poem uh, with some thoughtfulness behind it based on my experience or based on what I see in the world and based on my spirituality a lot as well and and present that into a room full of people. And uh, I have found that in an authentic presentation of what I've gone through or see, a lot of people resonate. You know what I mean? A lot of people agree in certain ways or a lot of people are educated in certain ways. And so um, being able to have that gift and being able to uh, continually use that gift in, in different aspects and ways now, you know, as I as I grow more and I see that it, it branches off in different ways besides just standing on a stage in front of a mic and talking to people, um, it yeah, comes you off. also
0: uh, have an album.
1: Yep, I have just a poetry album. In parentheses album. there. Yeah, man. Uh, Waiting on the Bus, <laughs> which is uh, one of my pri- most proudest uh, accomplishments. Um, it's You can find it on Spotify, uh, I, uh, Apple Music, um, you know YouTube. You know you can go on YouTube and find each uh, track. I wanted to make it as accessible as possible while also looking professional, but, um, but yeah, man. Um, so that was a way to do it as well, uh, to put it out there and, um, and yeah. So, but also education, you know what I mean? Uh, it helps me give other people what poetry has given me, which was the ability to redefine my life. You know what I mean? Which is the ability to define myself for myself, um, outside of what the world continuously told me. And that's the one thing that I always open every session or a uh, workshop or classes or whatever I begin to teach is like, look, this is your chance right now to say, to block out whatever the world is telling you Uh, TVs, radios, your parents, your teachers, the people in your life who are supposed to be there for you, but failed you um, block all that out and say, no, this is my experience. This is what I got from this experience. Let me look at it through my lens. You know what I mean? Um, And let me define this for myself so that I can now move forward knowing that this is who I am. You know what I mean? This is what this thing made me and not what other people are telling me it should make me, you know what I mean?
0: And little did y'all know, I was trapping you into a Dennis Amadeus workshop right now. <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> let me take a drink right quick.
1: All right, we're here for it, but so man, so set. How about you on 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 the topic of mind? Let me ask you, what is uh, what is um something that you do, I guess, to, you know filter out, like you said, filter out the ideas of like, this is something I need to control in my mind and this is something I need to let, let go. Because I agree with the uh, letting loose, you know what I mean? But sometimes because of my past and, and the mistakes I've made, I'm afraid to let all the way loose because I don't want to, you know, go so far again that I'm destructive, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm insane, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as, like <laughs> as destructive as that can be at times or like as stuck as it can make you feel sometimes. It's also a blessing because I can use that as a barometer for, like, is whatever this turmoil, turmoil that's in my mind, one, I have to assess, like, is it in my mind? Is it in my body? Is it on my spirit? But I can use it to assess, like, if, um, does, does, how much does this matter? Like, mm. is this something that is coming from me, wherever it's coming from? Or is this, my quote-unquote mental illness speaking, right? So, I mean, sometimes when you're in the thick of it, like, you can't tell, but the more mindful you become, like, the more you're able to listen to what's in your mouth, figure out what those voices are, like, what aspects of yourself or your caretakers or society that those are, um, that's what, to me, makes it easier to be able to figure out, like, what it is that I should actually be taking on, like, what I should be considering versus what doesn't serve me and I can just drop. Um, Sometimes it might take like actually getting to the bottom of, but sometimes as soon as I figure out like that's not my voice I'm hearing, like that's my parents' voice or that's an old teacher's voice or something or that's just the chatter from society that it's not actually mine, that I can just drop it immediately. Like maybe that's just my personality. Like I used to eat ants as a kid, right? I would open up beneath the cupboard, because this is when we're living in Las Vegas, and there would be ants, and I would just fucking stick my finger and put these ants on my tongue, and I remember thinking, oh, that's spicy, and then I was like four or five one day. I went and sat in the cupboard, stuck my finger on an ant, picked it up, and I was like, why am I doing this, and I just fucking stopped, (laughs) and so I can be like that a lot of times. I'm not saying that there's not stuff that fucking nags the shit out of me. I don't know why I had to curse so much to say that, but... I am who I am. I am how I am. But not saying that it's not stuff that will nag the shit out of me. But sometimes all it takes for me is to think, whose voice is this? And when I'm like, oh, this is something that I started doing at some other point, I can just drop it right then and there. Sometimes, depending on how much that mode of thinking has affected my life, I have to jump in the rabbit hole and figure out more about that. But a lot of the times, I can actually, as soon as I acknowledge that, oh, this is something I picked up from somewhere else, and this doesn't serve me, I can actually just drop it on a dime. Um, But that becomes easier the more practice that meditation I become. Um, It becomes easier the more that I put that into practice. Like, my nephew is one way that, like, I've had to interrupt a lot of the things that I've learned. Uh, Because otherwise, like, when he acts up, I would just whoop him, or I would just... Punish him harshly, but that's something that I resolved that I never wanted to do, or like fight my sister. And so sometimes, it's like, it's those are the moments. Sometimes, always those are the moments to practice whatever I've gleaned about myself or my thinking or patterns in meditation. Um, and then I apply the practice back to my mind, because <laughs> then when I notice something coming up, I don't treat it the way that I would treat it according to what I the way I was taught. I then treat whatever comes up in my mind the way that I treated my sister or my nephew the last time that something came up. Word. No,
1: that's, I, I love I uh, what you talked about with like the voices, right? Because that's so real. Um, and that has been so real and prevalent in my life. And um, I wanna go back to talking about like the mistakes I made when I was younger. Literally, again, processing as we're talking, <laughs> uh, I, I have this realization of like most of these outbursts I have are because I believed these voices from other people so much over my own voice and they failed me. And then the outburst comes from like this super rebellious, like, well, fuck all the voices. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm only going to do what I feel like I want to do right now. And I want to be destructive. You know what I mean? And then boom, go out and, and do that. And, um, and knowing whose voices in your head is important. Uh, that's huge. Like I think that's a problem I had. Again, just allowing so many voices in my head, um, mm-hmm. and that comes from a lack of self worth, not believing your own voice, not believing that what you, um, what you think and what you, what you come up with for yourself, or the way that you process the world on your own is valuable. You know what I mean? Assuming everybody else knows more than you. And uh, I love um, just this this idea of a lot of that is why we have this. You know jumble, I'm holding the card up right now with the jumbled uh, uh, picture of a million things happening in somebody's mind. I think that's where that comes from. You know, it's like, All these we have, and it's not just people speaking, right? It's like expectations, uh, societal standards, Mm -hmm. uh, the way we compare ourselves in our individual uh, crafts, you know what I mean? Oh, this this person's successful as a poet, and he's writing these kind of poems, so I'm not writing these kind of poems, so I won't be successful unless I do that, you know what I mean? Then you start getting outside of your own box, and then you're failing, right, because you're writing those kind of poems, but you're not being successful. Well, that's because those kind of poems were authentic to that person, and you're not writing authentic poetry, you know? And um, and so uh, being able to, I think, pinpoint whose voice is in your head, where is that coming from, is huge. And uh, I'm somebody with ADHD, you know what I mean? And so a lot of times I'm I, I my brain is just reactive, you know what I mean, to whatever is going on. Um, and I have to stop and be like, yo, you know what I mean? Where is this coming from? Why do I feel this way? Uh, where is this anxiety? Where is this self-doubt? Why do I feel like... Um, you know me blah 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 and it usually comes from the fact that somebody said something that resonated with me internally and made me feel like I wasn't doing something the way I should be doing you know and then that's when all that comes in and it's like in reality again that's your mind taking over you know what I mean Yeah. in a negative way you know that's your mind taking over Uh, you're not controlling your mind you know Um, and you're allowing whatever the madness is that's going in there to dictate how you move in your life
0: yeah, and your mind just becomes a factory to just churn out more of what was already in your head, and it's just this never-ending, just mess, loud mess. I think you said something about like a lack of self-worth informing some of the outbursts and the behaviors, um, and just the voices in your head. But I think it's also important to note that it's not always like a fundamentally a self-esteem issue. I think. Especially as you're younger, it can also be a lack of guidance. even when you have people in your life that mean well that they may not guiding you in the they may not guiding be guiding you in the direction of yourself. They're like guiding you in the direction of themselves or their aspirations and not necessarily in what is actually best for you. And then two is just having an untrained mind or a lack of practice. And the fucked up part is is that lack of practice or that undisciplined, mind or behaviors can then manifest as a lack of self-worth because for example I'm sure like this will resonate with you like for when you grow up poor even when you do get to try some new shit you don't get to sustain it cuz your family can't afford to sustain it oh my god right Val- so valid. <laughs> how that ends up manifesting later on is because you never finish anything you start it ends up manifesting as a discipline problem mm-hmm. and it's not because you don't want to be disciplined but it's because you do not have a practice with the associated behaviors that go into being disciplined for you to have that because you were constantly starting things and not finishing them. And the same thing can happen when you just start doing shit in a certain way that it's not that you started doing it because of a lack of self-esteem. You started doing it in just like any way you wanted to do it. And then the repetitive behaviors, since behaviors inform your thoughts, people likes to think it's the other way around. <laughs> and Liberals love to fucking think that they can convince you to behave the right way, but it's actually your behaviors that then affect your thoughts. Like, if you have a sign-up in your house or in your workplace that says, turn off the lights, conserve energy, instead of just telling people, conserve energy, you know, that behavior of you turning off the lights is going to lead you to consider, like, that conserving energy is a good thing to start seeing that bill going down. And so your behaviors affect your thoughts. I've had that before, where I think for me, it would be like second guessing something, leading to a lack of um, self-esteem or like confidence in my shit, or not, <clears throat> not realizing that maybe I just needed to explain something more clearly to somebody else and other people's reactions, like people whom I respected, not just anybody, right. but people in my life whom I respected or related to me like not having uh, an affirming reaction to an idea would lead me to think it was a bad bad idea, idea. when really it was like, they just don't understand you Mm -hmm. yet. But you don't realize that the way you behave and maybe the outcomes that you're expecting also that then affect your behavior actually affect how you think about yourself. So you can have two different pathways for how you were going about things, and arrive at the same destination. So I think that's also important to note that it may not have just been self-esteem, but eventually it became that because that's what your behaviors led to.
1: Right. No, I I think that that's very valid. A small thing that I I, I do, and uh, they just they just started putting memes out for this, right? So I saw <laughs> recently. Uh, You'll see the meme, is like, if you're a person who puts uh, garbage in your pocket to keep yourself from littering, you're going to heaven, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I've always done that, right? Same. Before the meme, I, it was just something that I naturally did. And then I think, you know, I would never, I'm not an environmental activist per se, right? I'm not like going out here railing against corporations for blah, 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 or, you know what I mean? But I think the act of constantly not littering, or if I can't find a garbage, I'll just put it in my, my back right pocket. My back right pocket is literally designated for garbage, like when I, wherever I am, it's just been something I put in my head. And um, I think just doing that act, like you said, has created some sort of
0: environmental awareness envi- in you.
1: Right. Boom. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And um, and of course, that comes with anger. Now, when you see somebody throwing a bag of McDonald's out their car, you know what I mean? And you're like, you want to chase them down and throw the bag back in their car. like. <laughs> but um, but yeah, again, it goes like the actions, you know, I mean, are going to inform the actions will inform your your mind in a, in a way, you know what I mean, in, in the way that you see and perceive the world.
0: And I think for that, speaking of memes, like so many people that only want to have negative things to say about social media today harp on memes, but a lot of people, I mean, maybe more particularly with people younger than us, but I think also including our generation. I've also seen it and people old enough to be our parents that want to make life changes that I think memes have actually been quite effective one in like bringing people's awareness to things that were under the radar before because I think the fundamental like impulse behind resharing a meme is like oh me too mm. or that um,
1: or this is something I believe strongly yes yeah,
0: so but yeah. so, so, so it's me too like either I believe this or oh I've thought this way or felt this way mm. and What'll happen a lot of times is that you'll see a meme, um, maybe not you in particular, but you, the general you, but I think it also includes us. Like you'll see a meme and it puts into words something that you've already thought or felt, you just didn't phrase it that way, and you're like, oh yes, this. And people will actually see that And sometimes memes will also contain instructions, like those memes that are like, you've been doing this wrong your whole life. And then you're like, oh, there's an easier way to open a jar, or there's an easier way to do this, that people realize like, oh, there is an easier way. And then they change the behavior, and then it fundamentally starts shifting their thoughts because they've changed that. And I don't think memes get enough credit, dude, at
1: all. I agree with you 100. I think I think memes work on multiple levels. You know, uh, I think memes can create that tipping point, right? Like if you're going through something, blah blah blah, and you get that one perfect meme, and it literally changes your philosophy or your behavior in that sense. Um, and then or your and, uh, mood. What happened? Or your mood. Or oh, your mood. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what I was going to get to next. Or, you know, the ability to make light of things that are heavy. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and you're like, you know what? Maybe this isn't as serious as I'm making it. You or know what I mean? at
0: least somebody else goes through this, too. Boom. Like there was this meme a couple of years ago. Um, I was in therapy at the time. Because like my anxiety was being bad after not having been bad. And I was having, um, like, just mood cycles. And I want, I didn't just want to be on medication. I wanted help learning Ways to manage it, and my therapist asked, um, "What are some things you do to cope?" And I was like, "Meditation. Um, I try to keep myself accountable to like reaching out to a friend a day. Memes." And then I proceeded to describe this meme to her that had it was like a three-level meme. It was like um, (laughs) depression, something else, disassociation. Like disassociation is that like out-of-body feeling, like where you're like just observing and not really participating. And it was like this thing or person like looking down at Earth. And I'm not describing it correctly. I'm gonna try to find it and post it with this um, episode. But I was fucking cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist was not cracking up, but she got it. Go but I was dead serious. And just knowing, and I know that like, I think the person sharing that meme was talking more about just regular depression, not like manic depression. But one, it described something that accurately. Mm-hmm. And then two, The likes and shares that it had from people, I think I found it on Instagram or Tumblr. Probably Instagram, because I don't think I was on Tumblr at the time. But the likes and shares that it had let me know that, yo, this is legit. Like, it's not just something that you and this other insane person thought. (laughs) Like, there's all these other motherfuckers that thought this, too. And so there's multiple levels there that... It's not just like I allowed this external force to change my mood because it didn't fundamentally like make me happy in this just one moment. Mm. Like, oh, and now I'm not depressed or (laughs) now my mood is fixed. Um, But it was like
1: camaraderie almost. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: however, like, you know, like it's digital. So it's not like in-person connection but it still lets you know that like other people go through it and like from the shit if you are one of those people that bothers to like look at where your meme comes from you can go find resources for yourself that's true that's i've seen people online do that with mental health Mm -hmm. people do it especially on instagram with fitness all the time and i've seen people that are at that age where a lot of people say you can't teach an old dog new tricks but these old dogs are out here reversing heart disease and gaining muscles well past the age when you're in your physical prime and changing their family tree by changing their health because it started with memes mm-hmm. like they saw a meme of somebody's before and after picture mm-hmm. or somebody's ekg before and after and then they started changing some shit and like memes are wildly undercredited for that whether you call them a meme or a meme-y, i think these shits <laughs> these shits are golden and i am such a fan and um
1: I mean how many relationships have you maintained literally just by sending memes to them <laughs> and them sending you memes back.
0: Uh, <laughs> Sarah is in LA right now and we're keeping that shit alive on memes. Right. <laughs> when I have tried to FaceTime her, I did not get her and we do not talk on a weekly ba- basis, but we meme each other on Instagram constantly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got and, my boy Brandon back home in New York. He's the same. It's the same way, you know what I mean? Just sending me memes sometimes we're we're on different ends of the political spectrum and I like that part too like he'll send me memes about like beliefs that I have that kind of show me that all right maybe this isn't a hundred percent true you know mm-hmm. what I mean like okay I could I could I could see where there's cracks in the philosophy, you know what I mean and it's just it's it's not a a, a big dissertation, right it's not somebody breaking this down it's just this clever little well-placed quip that's like oh, you know what? There may be a hole in in this thing that I strongly, strongly believe in, and think everybody else needs to believe in. You know what I mean? And then that helps me, again, go into my mind and and process like, where is this coming from? Why do I believe these things? Is this healthy? You know what I mean? And uh, and it's I'm glad you said uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if. I, <laughs> I'm glad you said liberal right and like because i don't ever want to be i hate when people put me in the liberal category because there's things so many things that fundamentally disagree with like a lot of the left and liberal isms i guess you know what i mean but there's also so many things that fundamentally agree with so uh but i don't so i don't believe i'm a left or right you know what i mean i, I think i'm myself and i believe in you know humanity and you know what i mean i also don't believe in like these overarching policies that you know i come from a very Uh, a very interesting background you know what i mean i come from uh, a street of, of black folks who uh did a lot of quote unquote what we would see as white things which really aren't white things they're just survival things hunting fishing uh you know what i mean they're they're gun they're all gun owners avid gun owners uh sorry you know and so a lot of the times i see uh these overarching themes that negatively affect them you know what i mean and and really they've only ever tried to live their lives as themselves and they didn't want to be tokenized as being black and they don't want to be tokenized as like, Oh, we're black people who do white things. Cause they're like, no, this is what we do. We do this stuff better than white people. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just us. And, uh, and so I have this kind of interesting perspective sometimes. Um, and when I get, I, I may get lost in, uh, rhetoric, you know what I mean? Or beliefs, um, or, or, or something that happened in the world, right? Maybe a, a really horrible thing happened to a transgender person or a horrible thing happens to a, a black person and things like that. And, um, you know, it's sometimes it's just a little meme that helps me break out of the, uh, what I don't know, that, that fire. Echo chamber? What, echo chamber. Ooh, that, that was great. I like that. It helps me break out of the echo chamber. And so I'm not constantly being reinforced in my own biases. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so.
0: I think it was also cool with, on social networks where you can maintain a profile and like a timeline of what you've posted is if you click through to whoever posted that meme, um, especially if it's like something that is not something that you would necessarily agree with off the bat or you wouldn't look twice at if somebody that you, Knew hadn't sent it to you. Mm-hmm. When you click through to who posted it to you, you'll find other shit, or you'll see them posting pictures of like their car they work on, their bike, their family, and then you realize like, okay, I may still not agree with this per with this person, but like, this is a person, and you see that like, um, gosh, I'm saying like a lot. You see that there is a whole ass individual mm-hmm. on the other side of these beliefs, right. and not these caricatures mm-hmm. that the people spewing talking points about them would have you believe. Mm-hmm. And I think just being able to do that is very powerful because it interrupts your bullshit. <laughs> like, right. whatever Boom. narratives you were about to spew about them, mm-hmm. you can't.
1: Yeah.
0: Right now, I think the there is very little accountability for... <laughs> oh, shit. Whoops. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Something just the fell. The wrong.
1: That was the universe saying, you damn right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's just very little accountability for um, tearing people apart and creating caricatures out of them with, without regard for the fact that they're whole people. Like when people fuck up and they get canceled or you find out that they're not responsible for all the shit you said they were, even if they were saying foul shit or doing foul shit. There's not really a comeback around period to say, like, oh, well, they're actually all right. Um, And not saying that I'm not saying anything about, like, people should be able to get away with shit just because... Some people get torn apart. It's not what I'm saying at all. Right. Like we are living in an age where people cannot actually be held accountable for shit and that is excellent. But right now, and I'm not saying that it's just left or just right, it's fucking both. Both. That yeah. you can just tear people apart and insinuate things mm-hmm. and then there's no period afterward where there's a follow up. Like not not even a where are they now or a like, so was all of this Was the way that we tore this person apart worth it for the outcome that they got? And the thing is, is, like, even when there's a, quote, unquote, like, victim at the center of something, um, that that victim doesn't necessarily want that person to be torn apart. They just want accountability. Mm -hmm. And I think about this with regard to, like, people that go through abuse or sexual abuse often, like, as kids or teenagers, like... It's not that they feel ashamed for something, but they don't want to necessarily they don't want the people in their lives to go like hunt down somebody and hurt them because that then they would have that on their conscience and right. what they want is accountability. They don't want this person to just get killed or fucked up mm-hmm. <laughs> beyond belief, but like right now with the way we can use social media and leave a stain on people, you can kind of do that. You can fucking destroy people's careers for a difference of opinion. Right. So what I'm, I just want to make it very, very clear. I am not talking about issues where there's actual harm to people. I'm talking about when people's feelings are hurt or they don't agree with something. Like if you don't agree with something, don't spend your money with a certain merchant or at somebody's show or, right. you know, support the shit that the end of the family does. If it's like an... an a local business and shit, I don't think there's any reason to fucking crucify people when you're going to crucify them and there's going to be no transformation. Mm -hmm. And then
1: continue. And then just continue to crucify them and never allow them any chance of like, you know what I mean?
0: No respite or a chance to even say what they meant or to actually transform. like to, To talk with people who are different from them and change their opinions or change their behaviors honestly because for a lot of people that like say shit that can be harmful let's say that somebody is espousing some opinions that are as harmful as yelling fire in a crowded theater right then that's something that should be addressed but what are you changing just by calling them a piece of shit and saying like let's cancel them
1: yeah Right.
0: If you're not willing to sit down, it's one thing if you are willing to sit down with people mm-hmm. and to actually grow in connection with them um, and be a part of their transformation. It's something else entirely when you're just like, you have to bow down to this opinion mm-hmm. and that's it.
1: And, and one has a ripple effect that continues to uh, heal in the world, Right. That, exactly. is, that that stops toxic behavior that may have this person tell other people like yo you're being toxic I did this blah 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 like this is a ripple effect a healing ripple effect and the other one is literally just stopping it dead right there and then that's it that's all that's all that was done you know what i mean it's just killing something right there
0: you know what it's like it's like the equivalent of beating a child mm-hmm. and full disclosure y'all i do not believe in beating children mm-hmm. and I have, that's a topic for another show, but I have very strong <laughs> beliefs about people that say, Well, I got whooped and I was fine. No, the fuck, you're not. But that's a topic <laughs> for another show. Um, I
1: struggle with that my day, myself, But yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't believe in beating children. And um, the thing with beating children, right, is that they may stop their behavior in front of you, mm. or they may stop. They may actually stop, but they're doing it to not get caught mm. or because Ooh. of fear. And what you're teaching them is fear. Mm and to hide, mm-hmm. you're not teaching them anything healthy, you're just teaching them to bow down. And then when you tell, you just tell kids no, and they have the fear of um, getting whooped because they don't have that power to say no, then when they, this kid is in the fucking car and their friends go joyriding, you're like, well, why didn't you tell them no? They're, they learned early on their no's never meant anything, and they learned to be fucking scared of fucking up and they learned to just not do the certain behavior. They didn't necessarily learn why it was wrong or why it was fucked up. By the same token, when you go and cancel people that you're not actually building any relationship with or you don't have any relationship with or you fuck up someone's ability to feed their family doing what they would normally be able to do, all you've done is teach them what not to say out in public. Like, yeah. you, nothing has actually been transformed. And I, I'm very questioning of... If people are that are very quick to cancel people are doing this work with their own family members at home.
1: A hundred percent. And and the irony of this whole thing, on both sides, right? On both sides, whether it be you know, like the Starbucks Cup
0: folks or the cancel Dave Chappelle folks.
1: Right, exactly, exactly, right. Or the immigrants aren't allowed in this country folks, you know what I mean? Um, all that. The the irony is that it's supposed to be based on humanity. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're doing this because we want to uh, help, right, somebody who's been hurt. We want to change um, this culture of accepting that these things are okay. You know what I mean? And then we completely miss out on, the like you mentioned earlier, this is another human being, right? And, and so I'm going to get real personal now. There's a personal... Um, experience that I've had, you know what I mean? Dealing with a, a poet in the poetry community um, who was not the best to women, right? Who, who may have overstepped the line uh, on multiple occasions, right? Um, And then was addressed and it was held and was held accountable. Um, And now, again, it was only to one specific circumstance. But uh, the way that we addressed the poet was it was quiet because, again, the the victim at the time was like, like you said, I don't want to make this a big spectacle. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like this is I I, I would like to keep this underground. But again, I want this person to be held accountable. So uh, it was it was addressed. And and then. Two years later, this person accepted what was happened to him. Accepted the fact that they couldn't be around certain spaces. You know what I mean? Uh, two years later, this person decided, "All right, I'm going to reemerge, right?" And in, in, in and again, in a capacity that was not connected to the to the fault that they had made earlier. Which again, and no, I want to make it clear, I'm no way justifying um, their interactions. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you are, if you are. A, a, Making women uncomfortable on a consistent basis. If you're constantly trying to sleep with all the women in your circle, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wanna make that clear. Um, but uh, at the same time, there was, uh, when he came back out, there was this huge, like, rebuff, right? And it became now this huge public crucifixion of something this person internally, now me, again, I'm, I'm this person's personal friend, has been working on, right? On trying to be better. And now in my personal relationship, I've, I've, I took on the, uh, uh, I've taken on the, the role of like, look, I'm going to, I will be there. I'm not going to cut you off. Right. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to hold you accountable. And I'm also going to let other women, you know what I mean? Know that this may be a thing that, um, is involved with you. Right. But I'm not going to cut you off because I, I don't think that what you did is egregious enough to warrant a crucifixion in that, in that sense. Right. Um, but also because I thoroughly believe that it's way more effective for me to be there for this person and help them through this for the sake of other women in the future. You know and what I mean?
0: How How is he supposed to um, sustain the things that through the process before where his harm was acknowledged and and the victim of his behavior was a part of? Like How is he supposed to sustain that behavior without people to hold him accountable to it? So if you just push him out of the community what community is holding him accountable that's the thing that i don't get about canceling people is
1: and you're going to kick them out and they're just going to go somewhere else and continue this trauma elsewhere instead of learning like you said or growing or you know what i mean and that's what i want to be there like look man you know and and that's how we stop the further the further damage Cutting somebody off and kicking them out and saying we don't, you're gone. We don't love you. Is one hypocritical to what we believe? Especially me. Like I'm somebody who's been given second chances by many people. I've done really bad things myself in my life. I've I've overcome. You know, I've overcome because people were willing to say, hey, this is wrong, but I still love you. You know what I'm saying? And and because of that, I was able to look past myself and be like, I'm hurting others, and this is not the way I want to be anymore. You know what I mean? Um,
0: to be clear, yo. Dennis has not done the same kind of shit. This person, no, no, no. Dennis is <laughs> right. just very hard on himself. Like he's gotten into some scuffles with cops and shit, right, right, and right. talk shit to some cops, oh, yeah. and, and right. not always been the most self-aware person. But it's not the same kind of shit. But I know that sometimes when. You hear people talk about their own faults after talking about someone else's. You will then jump to assuming that their faults are similar to that person's, and I'm telling you right now, that's not the case.
1: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I will definitely hope, and I, my experience with other women has led me to believe that this is not that I haven't done those kind of things, but. Um,
0: I don't think Tiana would be with you and gonna marry you. If that was the case. Right,
1: facts, big facts. But anyway, but, yeah. so, to but the point I'm trying to make is that like I'm somebody who has been given many chances to fix my wrongs, you know, and most of my wrongs were based on my um, like anger issues. You know, what I mean, just uh, a lot of, like I said earlier, the destructive tendencies and wanting to tear things down and fight people and hurt people physically and stuff. But uh, but again, I've, I saw how people loved me through it. And now I know, you know, had they been like, man, F Dennis, he's crazy. I'm not messing with him. That's just going to put me deeper in the hole. You know what I mean? That was just going to make me more angry. And then
0: You're also just going to probably end up only finding camaraderie with other people that are as angry as you or worse who give you bad advice.
1: Bow. Wow. That was you just blew my mind. That is exactly true. So right? if
0: you didn't have people to love you through to love you through that That's not you saying That's incels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's where incels come from because people don't want to didn't want to work with them. So now they all group up and they become this women-hating horrible group of people
0: but i mean seriously that when you don't have a community to to turn to that not just holds you but is also going to keep you accountable because that's true compassion true compassion isn't just saying like oh come here baby let me get you a hug no right it's yeah, like mm, mm, no i might have to keep you at arm's length then when you it's not just you keeping people at arm's length but you pushing them out the community then they're only going to go find people that are probably worse off than they are more bitter more angry um just more people hating and life hating and then just lead you the fuck astray and I don't see how that helps the community or mm-hmm. how it helps the community be any safer because now you just got a fucking gang and like a gang of fucking incels.
1: <laughs> Which is the, oh my goodness, In- I could make fun of them all day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that also crazy. another episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's another episode.
0: Another episode, a couple more drinks.
1: <laughs> but but no, nah, nah, I agree with you, man. And uh, and yeah, and yeah, uh, and so that, and, and, and I want to make it clear too, uh, this is a specific role you know, that I take because I was this person's friend, right? And I'm not saying that, you know, if you don't have the relationship where you're going to make an impact on a person, you know what I mean? That's, exactly. that's a clear indicator that you probably shouldn't be taking on the role of trying to uh, give them humanity or forgiveness because it, it doesn't matter because you don't have that impact on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is, again, once there's been other members of the poetry community who have. Uh, perpetrated the same thing, then I didn't have that connection. So it wasn't... I never was like, well, let me take on this banner of making them feel like they could... You know what I mean? No. This was just one specific person who I had a long-term relationship with. And and it made sense because they would listen to me, you know what I mean? And they would hear me out in a real way, you know? Um,
0: And that's the thing, though, is that you can make an impact because there's a relationship there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, fucking just canceling businesses and comedians and shit... Who, if I don't know you and the first time I hear about you is when you've written a think piece about me or you only have negative things to say without even acknowledging any of the good parts, like the talented parts of me, like whatever talent you know me for or that I'm a human being, why the fuck do I care what you have to say about me? Mm, right. Like fucking Dave Chappelle, because I just posted about him yesterday, right, so right, I'm going right. to use this example. But Dave Chappelle got $60 million, I think, for that Netflix deal for his specials. Mm. Wow. This nigga is paid.
1: Paid, very paid. <laughs> this
0: nigga came home in a twelve thousand dollars suit, and he thought his son had chicken grease on his face, and he was like, "Ooh, arms yeah. line, This is expensive suit. <laughs> I don't want you to get that chicken grease on me." And he was like, "Dad, this is duck." Right. But this nigga has enough money to wear a twelve thousand dollars suit, and he he's not fucking with us. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. If maybe we were friends with him, or if we were another comic that has been through some of the stuff he's been through or even if we were from the same neighborhood he was from and was like yo uncle dave like uh some of that shit you're saying he might then take us on it might mean something but he doesn't he doesn't care and many people like there's just the list could go on and on if i'm starbucks and you're complaining about my fucking cups because it's not religious enough for you (laughs) but you don't even go to starbucks what do i care
1: right exactly no. You don't
0: have stock in Starbucks. You don't go to Starbucks. You're just allowed. And that's the thing, though. The thing with social media now, though, is that that voice that previously wouldn't have mattered on something insignificant, not on something like Me Too or, um, you know, like education's violations or anything like that. The, on stuff that is insignificant, on what would have just previously been a bad joke or a cup Like now, that voice matters because it's amplified, Mm, and now that's real, it's it's amplified, right? Because it's so easy to just click agreement with somebody, and you don't have to necessarily give it any critical thought before you do. There's times this is how neurotic I am. There's times that I will click like on something because I just have a reaction to it of like I chuckle or something, but then I think through and I'm like, wait, if this is what they mean, I'm not sure entirely what they mean by it, and I'm not willing to like. DM them or like reply to them to ask, even though this could mean a couple things. And I go back and I take my like back <laughs> just because I'm like, I'm not entirely sure what you mean by this. And I don't want to co sign something I don't believe in. And but not everybody does that. So, like, pe- people just don't think through the fact that, like, <clears throat> all those likes and we- retweets, half of them may be for the one thing that thing meant, and then half of them were for the other thing that thing meant. And we don't know, but because it gains so much traction and it, like, it gains people so much clout, now you have to take it more seriously. And so I guess that's the shadow side of social media. But
1: Right. Yeah, that's true. Because people can hide. You know, that's the anonymity. Uh, I said that word wrong. I apologize.
0: Anonymity. Anonymity. We know what you mean. You <laughs> but the and I, I wouldn't care about it otherwise if it's just... <clears throat> sorry, i all stuck to social media, but it's that people whose social interactions, their coming of age, or even some people that are older though, but like gain clout through online prowess. Right. Now they're bringing that, now that they have a little confidence off of that, now they're bringing those into offline interactions and letting the digital stuff inform the in-person stuff. And Ooh. you just can't apply that black and white to offline life, which is so gray.
1: Yo, and, and it's, you know what's so funny? And I and, and I want to say this because I catch myself doing this, right? There's times where I'll be, I will be weary or I'll watch something or I'll, you know, listen to something or whatever it may be, right? Um, some kind of output by an artist or comedian. And I'll have a belief or an opinion on it, right? And then I'll see how social media reacts. And then that reaction alone, right, is now influencing my opinion, right? Or even worse, I can't watch something until I know how social media reacts so I can know what to go into this thing with oh. it's instead of going in with this unbiased view of mm-hmm. like let me see what this is for me now it's like well my friends think that this is this so let me watch this to mm-hmm. see you know what i mean and you're already skewed you know what i mean you don't you don't have this kind of and because uh you know and now and i think that happens and i, I want to be honest with this because i think if this happens with me who i'm a pretty self-aware thoughtful person you know what i mean this has to happen with so many other people you know what i mean i
0: think it does and i'm, I'm glad you've said it. And- that's actually the exact, I've always been one of those people that like doesn't necessarily, for certain things in in particular, I don't like to look at trailers for some things that I get too geeked up about, um, or read uh, critiques, like back when uh, critics wrote in, Fucking paper publications, but now it's even worse with online, and so I will actively avoid stuff like before I go see the new Star Wars movies. I don't look at critiques of them, Mm. I wait a long time before listening or before watching the trailer. I will wait. It's it sucks because I have let online shit affect my real world habits to this extent Mm. that I will often wait for the for the like hubbub to die down around an album that I really have been looking forward to so that I'm not influenced by that because it's just so it's so fucking noisy even though it's online because it then and doesn't form in-person conversations So people start parroting things back um, and people will parrot shit back when they haven't even seen it though that Bro, is so true a friend yeah. you will remain nameless M but back when Django and Chain came out I went and saw it with my cousin in New York my cousin and I were cracking the fuck up <laughs> Um, and she was like, "Wow, she didn't know how Tarantino goes for all the violence." She was like, "It's violent." I was like, "Well, because with a Tarantino movie, you're always gonna have niggas, motherfuckers, and violence, right?" So you just gotta accept that. But we were cracking up, and I came back to St. Pete, and my friend was like saying something that was like a critique of it, mm. or like a criticism of it. That, but they had read it in a critique. They were saying blah blah blah, this and that, and normalizing slavery, some shit. And I was like, "Have you seen it?" and he was like no mm. i was like well nigga i'm black <laughs> and i saw it and i was cracking the fuck but, up okay. and it just is is wild it would be one thing if people could read that but then not pass on shit criticisms that they right. that they have not themselves like double checked or verified mm. and but they do And so that's the bothersome part. Mm -hmm. And so I actually do the opposite, where I will try to avoid anything said about something.
1: Right. And I mean, and but that makes sense. You know, we're also in the world of people sharing headlines and never reading articles. Headlines
0: and sound bites. But I mean, the politics game like has been like that for forever.
1: That's why we have the president we have now.
0: (laughs) Which is why I think it's wild that. Older people talk shit about younger people and social media use and not following things through to see where they came from when it's like, y'all do the same thing because y'all take the news as an authority.
1: That's big truth, though. Yeah.
0: Damn, that might be. That's that's a whole other. That's episode a whole other as other thing, well. yeah. Because then
1: we're talking about like how the internet exposes all that to begin with. You know what I mean? And they the were kind of led to, to believe authority. that this is the all true thing, and then everything is a lie. And it's yeah, like, that's a yeah. whole other episode.
0: <laughs> Probably one that we should do since um, election season is coming up. Because we're already at like ooh like fifty eight minutes in, oh, yeah, on this. Yeah, 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 we can close we it out. Close it out. This has been fun though, man. Yeah. So that we didn't get to talk about more memes or some other stuff but you'll, you'll definitely be back if you've made it this far thank <laughs> you for rocking with us this Heck far yeah. <laughs> listening to our ramble because i feel like there was some rambling there True and some story. dead air but
1: but i know set is gonna do some great editing so it's probably no i'm man. trying
0: to do as minimal editing as possible oh, yeah <laughs> uh, right. well, you gonna get it raw me, and uncut then <laughs> it'll force me to do better at like you know corralling the conversation call control if you work in the fucking call center world okay, <laughs> but um right. uh so it just forced me to have better conversations because i also i just don't want to do too much editing and make it too shiny and pretty because that's not me you saw i for the I, well did you see i put that picture of me out for the barber yesterday and the barber had done my eyebrows and kind of painted them on and i was like enjoy this now bitches because this yeah. is like the only time y'all will see this because they were
1: super boxy too. <laughs> <laughs> But like, the haircut is super fly, which I can like, see. They,
0: like, double the size of my natural eyebrows, which I'm, it would have been maybe fine if it was, like, still just shaped, in, like, my eyebrow anyway, but it was, like, double the size. But I'm just not about the, that glitzy shit, so y'all can probably get this uh, podcast mostly unedited. Word. And you can leave me feedback and let me know if you're like, mm, this needs to be shorter or, mm, this was a little too raw in style. You could clean this up with some editing. Hit me up at... At Moore on Instagram is where I'm most active. My website is setmohammedmore.com. You can find Dennis at Dennis Amadeus or uh, DennisAmadeus.com. Go buy his album or at least stream it on Spotify. Yeah, just listen to it and
1: let me know what you think. It's
0: only $10. Stream only it, then $10. buy it.
1: Yeah, I got hard copies, man. They look like a, uh, oh, I'm going over the thing. But I I got hard copies. They look like um, USB bus passes from Tampa, Florida. They're pretty cool, man. So they're a novelty as well. And
0: when he blows up, it'll be a fucking collector's (laughs) item or something you can get autographed later on when you go see him at a show. Anything else you want to say, Dennis?
1: Nah, man. Uh, Seth, thanks again, man, and thanks to anybody who's listening. Um, I've been looking for an avenue and an outlet to just be able to explore some of these thoughts and things so to be able to do this has been very therapeutic for me and uh hopefully it could be informative and you know what i mean uh help others in their journey as well
0: yeah hopefully some something on this episode resonated with y'all uh let me know if there's some some of this that you would like us to expand upon and we can because this is, will not be the last time you hear from dennis and of course it won't be the last time you hear from me
1: yeah.
0: love y'all peace